Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap and review their way through romance novels while occasionally going on tangents, giggling a ton, and perhaps snorting. This week, we have part one of The Unleashing by Shelley Lorenston. It's a paranormal romance that's all about the Viking gods and their representation via humanity on Earth. Uh, hi, Erin. Hello, Melody. <laughs> How are you? Good. We are again joined in the studio by Rooster and Goat. Ooh. Because they won't stop guests. barking, no matter where in the house I put them, because <laughs> they're not in the same room with me. I don't blame them. I would want to be in the same room with you always. So, so I'm if you guys hear that. any uh, strange mouth sounds uh, <laughs> that Aaron. sound like a dog just like licking itself, it's still Aaron. It's probably me, just like <laughs> just nomming on like a mango. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that I like babies more than I like toddlers, right? No, but I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Toddlers are fine, too. Uh, It's just like, if you were to say, would you like to spend a day with a nine-month-old or a two-year-old, I would choose the nine-month-old every single time, without a doubt. Whether or not I'm breastfeeding, doesn't matter. That's what I would do. The older, the better, I think. Yeah, you think that, but older in this case means that they just like talk back and have opinions but also but but don't have enough of their frontal lobe developed to be at all reasonable Hmm. so like they're just like mini tyrants but i will say so that that is the prologue to my actual point which is the best thing about toddlers it's just that they don't have the experience or like the societal shame to not just be deeply weird whenever they want. That sounds just like you. That sounds yes! like <laughs> that you would have so much in common with them. Well, right. So I like hanging out with Ember a lot, mostly because he's my spawn. But also, you know, he's he's fun and stuff. But the kid is just fucking weird. And one of the things he's been doing lately is what he calls a dudes a party. <laughs> dudesa? Dudesa. So in Chinese, you say like um you say dudesa for stomach or tummy. And Ember lately has decided that the best thing in the entire world is to make me lay down on the ground. He mm-hmm. pulls my shirt up a little bit to about my uh-huh. rib cage. He'll he'll bear his stomach in any way he possibly can. And then he puts his dudes on my dudes and ah. wiggles around while I sing, dudes a party, dudes a party. This isn't him being weird. <laughs> this is you being weird. Like no, he, he, didn't just, he didn't just have this idea. Like, okay, maybe he had this idea. Let's put our tummies together. <laughs> yeah. But the reason he keeps coming back for more is definitely... I made Your a game. Deep, deep weirdness <laughs> of making it into a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because oh we tried a couple of times with Michael, and Michael was like, get the fuck out of here. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I would have felt. No, but you know what? The favorite part of my day also lately is dudes a party. <laughs> Fair. It's I mean, best. that's fine, but don't blame it on Ember. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, I should say it was more of a collaborative effort, but he was. He it was it was his dream child. It was his baby from the beginning. <laughs> Fair. Mm-hmm. 
It just turned I had into dinner a collaboration. With a baby the other night. Oh yeah. Um, it was a double date. It was a couple that is friends with mine, and then me and their baby. It was okay. a, a double date. I was yeah. on the date with the baby. And I guess that this particular baby has a big old baby stomach. Well, I don't guess. Yeah. It's it's a truth. A <laughs> big old baby stomach. And whoever watches her during the day calls it her bacon her and bacon. says, let me see your bacon. And she <laughs> pulls up her stomach or her shirt and like moves around That's her tummy. so cute. And does a little tummy dance. And uh-huh. so now she wants to see everybody else's bacon. And so... <laughs> She says, bacon, bacon, and then tries to get your shirt up, which for an adult woman is, that's a horror story. That's like your worst nightmare is a baby recognizing that you have a big old gut and being like, bacon, bacon, and like showing showing it to the restaurant. Man, kids are the best. (sighs) Yeah. They're fine. I think, I think in um, ascending order is how much I like kids. Like, all the way back to baby. Like, if I had the choice, I would hang out with an adult child. An adult child? So, me? Yeah, like you. But, like, just any adult is what I like adults better. Like, sometimes I think that I want to, like, have a kid. But those times are not, like, when I see... I don't see a baby and think, oh, it would be nice to, like... I've only ever held one baby in my life. And that's because it's mom just, like handed it to me without asking. Right. Didn't give you a choice. Yeah. I never see like a baby or a toddler or like a small child and think, oh, I really like want One that. Of but sometimes I see like somebody shopping for like a prom dress or like checking out colleges or something like yeah. that. And I think, oh, that would be nice to like pick out a prom dress with a kid. Yeah. Like I could do that or like go look at colleges and be like, is Georgetown right for you? Like, I think I would like that. <laughs> yeah, It's totally. just like really anything younger than like uh, 12. Sure, sure, sure. Doesn't doesn't make me think like, ooh, I want one. That's rough because that's like 12 years in. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a good two thirds yeah. of the um, obli- obligatory, hmm? obligatory period. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is going to be a a bit of a harsh segue, but Uh-oh. did your pagan heart sing during this book? Uh, How are you kind feeling? Of. How are you feeling about this? Uh, I don't know. Here's listen. You know how we were going to record? Wait, can I wait? Wait, wait. Can I just tell you my when I was reading this book, what I thought, just to see if I'm like totally off base or not? Oh, for you, uh-huh. I was like, man. This is really cool because Aaron's going to love this because there's paganness all over the place. There's metric fuck tons of action all over the place. Yeah. There's very direct romance. Uh, it just seems like it could be your bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I guess, like, careful what you wish for. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Here are the things. I, I have a few disclaimers. Sure. Disclaimer one. You were reading this during a I migraine. I had a migraine. Yeah. For three straight days. Like, yeah. it would not let up. And it was an ocular migraine, so it's like, it was hard to read. Thankfully, I didn't, it was over a weekend for the most part. So, it was, it was making me upset, this book, because I was trying to listen to it instead of read it. And this Ooh, is, that um, would be tough with this one. This is the most complicated book that's ever been written. 
Okay. <laughs> I would say there's like... I think maybe Tolstoy has you on that one. There's like, no, you know, there's mm-hmm. the, you know, the chapter of the Bible with all the names. We've discussed it before. <laughs> it ha- yeah, we don't know which one it is still. No, nope. but... Uh, I think it's called the Duke and I. <laughs> Which one was the one that had all the names that we were just like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. There's that Bible book, and that's the second most complicated book. And then this <laughs> one is number one. I didn't feel that way at all. I mean, it did. I will say this. The only I thing was... that I found really annoying as far as like reading the first book was concerned uh-huh. is that this author doesn't just choose a first name or a last name. The very first time she says a character's name, she'll say the whole name. But then randomly, like sometimes in the same paragraph or on the same page, she'll call the character Kira and then she'll call her Watson. And I'm like, are these two different people? I honestly am not sure. And so I don't know. I don't know how you could handle it while only listening to it. That would be because I just flipped back and and found it. Roughly. 2,000 characters. (laughs) So I got online last night. So we were going to record Friday. And I said, you know what? It's a good thing that we can't because you were sick. Because I need a couple of days to like detox from this book and see if I maybe will like it more. If I get a couple days away from it. I went on Goodreads or whatever. I think Goodreads. One of these and looked at reviews. And I am not the only one. A lot of people were like, this book is the hardest book in the history of time to understand. So it's not just me. It's also other dummies out there in the world (laughs) that couldn't keep it straight. Um, So that's thing number one was migraine. The second thing is that I really thought it was going to be a bad boy werewolf book. And it wasn't. Because it has Leash in the title. Ah! So I just... (laughs) Aaron, that's the a bit title on the was nose, leash, don't you think? And the cover was, oh, like, romance titles are not on the nose? <laughs> like, Yeah, all right. And the cover has, like, a guy in a sweatshirt. So I was like, oh, he's a bad boy werewolf. And then I opened it up and I was like, Viking gods. <laughs> so I think, <laughs> I think that okay, could have so had something to do with it. Can I just say, we should we should say this out loud. I don't know if we have been for a while, but this is... The first book in the Call of the Crows series, which is a three-part right. series, and it's called The Unleashing by Shelley Laurenston. Uh-huh. And uh, you know what? I loved it. I've already read the other two because <laughs> because we had time. Well, the Undoing was the one that was actually recommended to us. Is that one much better? It's really good. And yeah. it's a lot easier because it's all the same characters. You already know all the stuff. Yes. Yeah. So it's just like you only have to learn like a handful more characters and it's much easier because of it. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I have, you know, I have a hard time with the favorites game. Sure. I will say that I find the heroine a lot more compelling. Mm -hmm. But the third book is also really fucking good. And I'll, don't worry, I'll tell you all about it in our next Patreon bonus episode. (laughs) You guys, the Patreon bonus episodes... So far, it'll change, I'm sure. I have just been Melody reading the rest of the series and then telling me about it. (laughs) I mean, we do other stuff too, but like a good chunk is just Melody being like, have you read the rest of the whatevers? And I'm like, no. And she's like, let me tell you the whole plot. Don't worry. I'll tell you. I usually just tell you the setup and like the cool things about it. But the setup takes like half an hour. (laughs) 
Okay, that's not true. And the things that are cool about it are everything. (laughs) I can only be me, Erin. I can only be me. (laughs) Um, Okay, so should we dive in? I guess. Okay. So we've got Kira Watson. Yeah. Ex-Marine. And you know because she... Former Marine. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck it all. Maybe this is why I can't... I can't... I can't with this woman. That's a big, that's a big thing, um, is that she is, you are never an ex-Marine. You're a former Marine. Fucking whatever. So (laughs) at least this author knows Mm. that Marines call themselves Marines. Marines. Hashtag by Felina. Yeah. Moving on. Yep. So she's a Marine, has always been one, will always will be a Marine. (laughs) That's right. Who is dead. Wait, she died. Well, yeah, sort of. She doesn't know this yet, though, right? Sure. Like, she wakes but up, she's naked, there are intruders We are not going to be able to tell this story in, in the order that it is told by Shelley Lawrence. <laughs> this is... It's really good, though. It's really good. Okay, wait. So she wakes up, okay. and there's people in a strange she wakes house. Up. And she yeah. then remembers that she died and decided to come back as a warrior for a goddess. The goddess's name mm-hmm. is Schooled. Don't Schooled. worry, everyone. Schooled. I'm so into it. Okay. So she's naked. Fully ass crack of dawn naked. There is so much tits out fighting in this book. I love it so hard. That's one of the reasons <laughs> I love this book so much. So much tits out fighting. Okay. So she and her dog, she barely recognizes her dog because what used to be this broken down 50 pound half a muzzle no teeth pit bull has now become this gorgeous 100 pound huge i mean just like restored dog but she knows it's brody still and she yes aaron is looking adoringly down at her pooches yes aaron because rooster doesn't have any teeth either and maybe if i get killed in an alleyway and saved by a viking god maybe then a rooster could become beautiful yeah so there's a bunch of people in her house she has no idea what's going on it's not even her house she doesn't even know what house she's in and she and her newly revitalized dog kick the shit out of these people with their own metal hammers and it's like they they, they come at her first like it's not like she's just but she's like she wakes up and she's like all muscly and strong it's like when Spider-Man wakes up the day yeah. after the spider bite and he's like, yeah. what's going on? And he's like, like it's accidentally that jumping thing. through the ceiling. That's right. what's happening. That's what's, yeah. And she's also like enraged. She has so much rage going on so and she doesn't know rages. why. She murdulates this these people and um, mm-hmm. she's real naked the whole time. Yeah. And there's like this going over the banister sequence. Like it mm-hmm. is a good fight. Uh-huh. And then these a bunch of bitches show up outside the house as she's right. just about to like murdulate someone. Like she's about to use two hammers to bring them both down and crush a person's skull in between them. And then she stops herself being like, who the fuck am I right now? Uh-huh. So the head bitch uh, who just arrived kicks these people out. And she's like, get out of here, giant killers. Also, who are they? Why yeah. does it matter? It doesn't. It's never going to matter again. Those were the giant killers. You wasted your first chapter on them. They're Stop never it. coming back. Their leader yes, is named are. Frida. We have a whole chapter with her that doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. We learned some of their names. 
Erin cataloging that filing them away in her filing cabinet. Here are characters in the book. There's only probably going to be 10 because it's a romance novel. That's fucking false. There are at least 200 characters in this book. All right. So okay, those were the I giant killers. I will say killers. that they become, very, they, they become sort of important in books two and three. So, you know, file them away, bitches. Great. Okay. So they are, just FYI, they're Thor's clan, if you want to know. That's why they've but got they hammers. Leave. That's right. And the head lady, Chloe, she's this little Asian woman who's always angry, basically, and also writes romance novels. Uh-huh. The head lady of the thing that Kira the is now. Yeah. yeah. So she is Kira a crow is now. Kira is now a crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scolds crows. Scolds crows. I don't know Skulled. how to say her name. So there's yeah. a bunch of clans. There is a Giant killers are one U. of them. Mm-hmm. Well, there's I don't know. There's a over the U. I don't know. Sure. Scold. Scold. I don't know. Whatever. So, so there's a bunch of different clans. Each of the clans is for one of the gods. So those were Thor's people. They're the giant killers. These guys are Skull's people, and yeah. they are the crows. They are all kind of ladies from all over the place that have been resurrected. They're very uh, racially diverse and very mm-hmm. uh, like people diverse too. Like they're from all walks of life. They're kind of yeah. scrappy, mm-hmm. and they their function is to murder people for school yes yeah yes. if they okay. if you've crossed a line they will come in and they will clear a room via murdelation yeah but mostly it seems like they're getting her stuff back for her it's yeah it, like i thought it was gonna be like people were stepping out on school and they needed to be schooled <laughs> oh boy ah! how long did you have that one filed away <laughs> like, the, the, like the fraction of a second before i said it so <laughs> like people were like behaving badly but mostly it's like somebody stole my necklace somebody stole my bracelet somebody well, stole no. my brooch no it's usually that they stole it and they're using it to do something awful sure it just seemed like a lot of jewelry i just feel like school needs yeah. to get a lock on I know, the jewelry right? cabinet yeah she needs a and then yeah we wouldn't need to murder so many people all the time yeah that comes up in, in the other books too okay Your jewelry so- cabinet lock no, <laughs> that that everybody's like, why can't they just keep a hold of their shit? Oh, yeah. So Chloe looks at Kira and she's like, your dog can't stay. Our insurance won't cover that. And Kira's like, I don't care. Brody goes where I go. So Gould said she could come. Yeah. So when schooled. she was in the afterlife with school and she was like, school's like, hey, do you want to come be a crow? And Kira was like, only if my dog can come. Mm-hmm. And the god was like, fine. And yeah, like, let her great. dog come. So it's like, who is Chloe to be like? Get out of here, dog. Yeah, totally. School said. So hilariously, she's like, all right, I'm going to go to bed now. And she passes out on the steps on the way up, which I find to be hilarious. Yes. And then a couple of key people who then become her strike team pick her up and go put her in bed. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's very, it means a lot because they've, they've like taken responsibility for her. So then she's having a dream about how she died. Here's what happened. Real quick rundown. She was in the alley, thrown away coffee shop uh, garbage, and she ran to this guy. She's a barista. Was, yes. Ran into this guy who was beaten on like a 16-year-old girl. And she was like, hey, maybe don't do that. And he didn't like even pause. He just turned around and put a knife straight through her heart. Yeah. I imagine that has some kind of significance in a future book, right? I would assume. No. no. Uh-uh. What? <laughs> no. This is just a thing that happened, just a random act of violence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, I kind of like it better now. Yeah, right? Yeah. I assume that this had some sort of significance that the author just never 
told us. And I was just like, tell us in the book that is the person that it's about. But no, no, no. It doesn't I kinda, come up. I kind of like it better now that it's random. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So she wakes up and everybody's screaming. No, 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 oh, no. I'm sorry. What? He stabs her in the heart. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, four bear claws. The and pastry. a black coffee. And a black coffee, which is the name she has given to this raggedy... Oh, does she remember that now? I thought it was later, but that's fine. Oh, well, I don't know when she remembers it, but this is had done what happened. So then he... <laughs> so this is the guy that comes in every day and orders four bear claws and a coffee, and he's got, like, long hair and a long beard, and he's, like, real big and muscly and real tattoos and real handsomes. Real handsomes. She thinks he's a homeless vet, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because do you know how much four bear claws and a coffee costs? Right? That's what I thought, too. 20 bucks at least? <laughs> more than that. Like 30 bucks, four bear claws and a coffee. I don't know. I live in Alaska, so everything's more expensive. But definitely like at least 15 to $20. Yeah, yeah and he's been coming in daily for yeah, 18 months. Daily. For 18 months. Do you months. have 20 bucks a day to spend on bear claws and coffee? No, I definitely don't. Not no, even me neither. Anyway, she thinks she's, he's homeless because she's a dummy. And then he cradles her and he's like, schooled, help me, save her. Yeah, schooled, I call upon you. I call you schooled. Ah! And then she makes the deal and it all happens. But we don't know that yet. Sorry. It's all right. I don't mind. So everyone explains to her exactly what happened as far as like there's lots of this is a lots of exposition chapter explaining Uh about the clans and the crows and all the Uh things. One thing that is of note is that the leader is yelling at her ex-husband because he's relaying the message that everybody thinks that the crows are stealing their shit. So -hmm. like last night, nobody was in the house because the giant killers made a diversion and were going to go try to get back whatever they thought the crows stole. Crows have not been stealing anything, though. So did you not know this happened? You're literally telling me news. (laughs) This is going to happen throughout the book. (laughs) (laughs) oh boy Aaron (laughs) all right so now we do a lot of meeting of team members that are interesting but don't actually matter what there's Annalise there's Tessa there's Alessandra there's Aaron there's Aaron matters Aaron Um, matters Jace matters Jace there's Jace yeah and like actually there's a moment in the book where I'm not sure the author actually kept the characters straight because in chapter 13, Lee is like, it, the chapter opens with Lee going, and that's how I died. And then in chapter like 22 or something like that, mm-hmm. Vig tells her about a bank robber that died in a shootout. And, and she's like, Lee. what? Who is that? And he's like, "It's she's Lee. She's on your team. Hasn't she told you that yet? And she's like, no. And I'm like, yes, she fucking did. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, but Annalise I... is really cool because she's a sociopath. She was a sociopath in her first life, and then she got feelings in her second life. So now she's a forensic psychologist. It is so cool. I think it wasn't impressive to me because I know so many forensic psychologists that I'm just like, your shit isn't great. That's what I wanted to do with my life. Did you know that? Yeah, it's not great. I mean, you make a lot of money, but it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, I really wanted to do that. And I wanted to be an FBI profiler, Erin. Yeah, I mean, they're cool. Yeah. So I, I started majoring just, in criminology. It just doesn't have like it doesn't. It's not like a sexy job because I know too many of them. I'm not saying it's not a cool job, but you know, like if you're if you work at a fire station, you're not going to be impressed by a firefighter. I was well, just that's like, the whatever. thing, right? You're like all jobs are cool until they're a job, and you're like, right. oh, 
and well, this that book was acted like <laughs> she was like this like a super um like criminal I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I don't know. I've never yeah. seen that show as we found out <laughs> on the last bonus episode. Uh-huh. But like she just can oh, yeah, walk guys. around and know that your father left you or your mother is blah 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 or your whatever and that's just like not how it actually is and it yeah, totally. just kind of was. Oh yeah, PS, we just dropped a little info. There is an excellent story on oh uh, one of our bonus episodes for the Patreon where Aaron talks about when she hit Mandy Patinkin with her car. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. We're not going to go into any more because it's a Patreon thing. So that's, that's all I'm, you get. I maybe Allegedly. hit him with my car. Maybe. Not for sure. We and know he that he fine. reacted. He walked away. We don't know that he was hit. That's <laughs> yes, all I have to exactly. say about that. <laughs> all right. So everyone loves Brody. Nobody loves Kira, because Kira. Kira is honestly kind of insufferable to everyone She's except Big. Awful. May I read yeah. a passage? Yes, please. They I'd call love it. her. They call her mm. new girl, and she keeps being like, "I have a name." Fine. Aaron stopped and faced Kira. Problem, new girl. Only with the fact that you won't use my name in the crows, you have to earn that respect. Quote. I already earned that respect with two tours in Afghanistan as a United States Marine. What about you? And I'm like, what? Ugh. Like, it made me sick to yeah. my stomach. It's like, um, I'm a hero. Have you not noticed that I served yeah, in the totally. military? Like, anyone can totally. serve in the military. I, I completely hear deal. you. I was just like, I did not like Kira in these first few chapters. No, I don't blame you. And and they don't either. And I don't blame them because um, she immediately comes in. She hasn't spent more than than like 18 hours in their presence. And a lot of that was sleeping. And she's like, hey, guys, I think you're doing everything wrong. And I think oh, that I should God. reorganize everything. She wants to create like a training schedule. And it's like, you don't even know the names you of all the clans. You haven't even seen them fight. You don't even know what their fighting thing is. You Yeah. You. How would you know how to train these people when you don't yeah. even know what their powers are and stuff right or like what they're fighting or you you haven't watched them fight you don't know what like you don't know if they're in teams you don't know if they if they do this every night you don't know if it's like once a year like you know nothing you literally literally walking around the house with a clipboard being like here's our (laughs) new schedule and everybody's just like shut up you're the worst like where did she even why why i just yeah anyway well and it's her it's her way of like dealing with her anxiety about something that's very very new to her and I totally get that. But sure, it's she just, did, she I would I would have hated her too. Okay, so yeah. then they take her to get weapons, is that what happens next? Yeah, and this is where right. we meet Ludwig Runstum. Sure. So good. So, so they're like prepping her to meet him and they're like he's real mean and big and scary and like don't make any sudden movements and blah 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 and she walks in and it's homeless veteran Four bear claws, one black coffee, mega rich coffee guy from the coffee shop. <laughs> and she's just like, you saved my life. Hug, hug, hug. And she she literally like she does the bachelor thing where they jump into their arms and wrap their legs around their waist. Yes. Something I have yeah. literally never done to another human. No, I can't. Yeah. My my thighs would like just slam into the person and knock them flat. <laughs> like I've got big old thighs like that can't. Same, same. They're the fashion meaty. industry and I disagree on the appropriate girth for a woman's thighs. 
<laughs> my, I mean, I can find clothes for my thighs. It's just the whole fashion industry is like you should be taller than right. If if you have the if you have these right. thighs, you need a few more inches on you to be a person, basically. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, oh, also, everyone hates Aaron, which is a thing that happens because it's Aaron. Aaron's book is book three. Um, and one Aaron of my favorite- is Kira's assigned mentors. Yes, Wait, she yeah, is Aaron the, is the assigned mentor. Yeah, right. But one of my favorite descriptions that Aaron says is, um, "Everybody's like, so Kira's like, so everybody hates you, huh?" And she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a whirling dervish of good cheer and affection," <laughs> which I find <sighs> to be really good. I really liked while well, she was in doing the weapons thing. She was like out with some some ravens. Some we haven't even talked about what ravens are, but. And she's like kicking one in the face over and over and over again. And, and he's like, stop it. What? And she's like, make me. Oh, I'm sure they fall in love, right? Yeah, that's them. That's their book that's three. That's book three. Ooh, yeah. So good. I was Steve certain of it. As soon as she started kicking him in the head, I was like, oh, yeah. we love each other. Yeah, they go. They do enemies to lovers. It's good shit. So Big is a raven. All these other guys are ravens where she goes and gets the weapons. They're all very muscly, very handsome people. The ravens are a clan that go They're to Odin's a god clan. that is Odin. <laughs> they do stuff for Odin. I don't right, remember so they, what they their do role a lot is. Of like, they do a lot of like, well, a lot of it is going to get Odin's shit. But a lot of it is like stopping a sacrifice, saving the the people who are being sacrificed, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. They're very much like the the sort of rescue clan, as far as I was concerned. But they but they will eviscerate everyone in their path if they need yeah. to. Yeah. Um, they also don't have their own weapons because they're trained to make anything around them and their opponents their weapons so good. Mm-hmm. So. They talk inside, and he's like, she's like, I don't know what's going on with me. I just want to murder that redhead who is Aaron. And he's mm-hmm. like, you got to let your, you just got to ease into your new role. Being a crow is hard at first. You're cool. This is where he learns that she thought he had a brain injury. Like, she thought well. he got IED'd. <laughs> and he's like, mortified. Uh-huh. Because I think he thought that there was a little, like, love match brewing while he was getting all the four bear claws at the coffee shop. And really, she was just like, oh, honey. Yeah, a little bit. But um, but remember, he went in there for 18 months and never worked up the courage to ask her out. Because he says later on that he knew for some reason she would probably say no. He just could not figure out why. It's so sad. So he gives her some daggers that he made specifically for her. And he, she learns that none of the clans use guns because all of the gods want them to use like metal or edged weapons which is fine and she finds out she's basically a contract killer for a god and promptly runs outside to vomit (laughs) which is a character trait kira always vomits when she's nervous or panicked or whatever loves vomiting yeah continues to be hilarious honestly Mm -hmm. yeah i like the vomiting thing yeah and then she decides that until her wings come out, because she's not going to join any fights until then, until her wings come out, she is going to organize the crows marine style. And sure. everyone hates her. So right. then we learn all about the house. They live in a, a farce drug rehab. And that's fine. That's also how they like. They have actual rehabs, which fund their lifestyle. But doesn't matter. So then rehabs to the stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rehabs to the super, super rich. Yeah. And then there's a super cute scene with Kat, who's Vig's sister, because Vig (laughs) 
everybody knows now that she thought he had his brain scrambled. And so Uh they think it's hilarious. He's down um, on his stomach on the bed with a pillow over his head, just like sulking. And it's It's the most adorable thing because Kat walks in and just literally sits on his back. (laughs) Because apparently she's a Valkyrie. And apparently she's so small that she can just sit on his back because he's so big. And Kat has a good idea. She's like, it's going to be really hard for her to transition. So you should be there to help her out. And then you can do some wheedling like into Mm -hmm. her life. And he's like, shouldn't that make me feel a little bit ashamed? And she goes, there's no shame in the wheedle. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like there should be. (laughs) This was a cute scene. I really liked this little scene between him and Kat. All right. So then. She finds out that, like, they're going to, like, the Crows, the organization, are going to set her up so that she can do whatever she's passionate about in her second life. And Kira gets office supplies and starts, this is where she starts interrogating everybody about the training schedule. And then the Crows are like, she needs her wings because otherwise we're going to kill her. Like, if she doesn't start going and fighting with us, we're going to murder her. And then we Vig just shows don't up. like her so much. Yeah. No, I don't blame them. And Vig shows up and Aaron's like, Aaron wants Kira to leave. So she's like, mm-hmm. Vig, you get out of here. And he's like, this is odd. Like, you never treat me like this normally. And Kira's like, yeah. you know what? Fuck you, Kira. Uh, fuck you, Aaron. I'm going too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so then they go to lunch. Uh-huh. Um there's a bunch of side plot that happens with the neighbor next door who's apparently like being a bother and doing a lawsuit. That's only slightly important at the very end. So we'll skip over it and explain it later. Yeah. So they go to lunch and it is so cute. See, I just maybe I just didn't connect with these guys because like they had lunch and like it was it was fine. And then at the end, he asks if he can date her. But, like, I just didn't see where the chemistry was, I guess. Oh, I did. You did? Yeah, I felt the chemistry. I definitely Maybe felt Maybe I was mostly feeling the migraine. Because I was just... Yeah, I, I think you were. I didn't feel like they were, like, clicking. So, hold on. Um, I actually have something to read from this scene. So, first of all, she's like, so how does this work? And he's like, nothing too hard. I was thinking of going out for dinner if that works. And then we take it from there. Uh-huh. She's like, uh, I meant the clans and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So then he, they do a lot of explaining about the clans. But then so she he's like, you know, Ravens and um, and Crows are are close because not every Raven. Every Crow is a Raven, but not every every Crow is a Raven. Did I say that right? Doesn't sure. matter. Basically. She's like, he says something cool. And she's like, I like that. And he goes, I like you, he suddenly said, gazing at her with those penetrating dark eyes. I like you a lot. And I want to date you, at least to start. And then I'd like to have sex with you. But I want... (laughs) Nice, Sarah. We both had the same exact passage um, highlighted. Okay. Then I'd like to have sex with you. But I want to start with dating. When you have time. I know you're just starting out in this life. And I don't want to overwhelm you. (laughs) And she, mm-hmm. he's like, I made you uncomfortable. And she's like, actually, no. Yeah. This is really great. And it's, you know what I liked most about this book, Erin? I loved yes. that all of the drama was external because I was never annoyed with these yes. two. I, never. That is something, like, I think it is like a careful what you wish for because on paper, 
this is my perfect book. Stuff is happening. It's not all like all the time. Yeah, and I I think maybe that it, too much stuff was happening. It was like it, more is more is not my motto. Like more was too much mm. in this case. But like <laughs> that aspect of it is something I I really like. The conflict was external not internal they liked each other from the start the end yeah i never felt like either of them was silly yeah i was never like get the fuck over yourself yeah Mm -hmm. well sometimes i was but it had nothing to do with big (laughs) yes (laughs) okay so then they go back to the birdhouse and big's like I really want you to give this a chance. There are other crow houses that you can go to, but I would be really upset if you like went to Nevada or somewhere stupid. And mm. she's like, all right, for you, I'll give it a chance. And then earlier, a couple of crows had taken Brody out running and they opened the door and Brody is wearing a pink Swarovski oh crystal covered collar. And she has a pit bull. They have a retractable leash for this hundred pound pit bull. Mm-hmm. The dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then they also have her in a crystalled tutu. And Kira, mm-hmm. like, just flips. She nearly lights them on fire. It's so good. And uh, Vig's like, you promised to give it a shot. And she's like, you're uh-huh. so devious. And shuts the door. Because I don't know if you've said that a lot of these Los Angeles crows are like actresses and models and stuff. Because when you get your second life, you're like super hot. And you have all the money you want. And you can... <clears throat> You got your days free because you only do your murdering at night. So there's a lot of like super famous actresses and, you know, that kind of thing. So they're into dressing up dogs. Right. And that's part of the conflict here is that Kira is trying to decide what she's going to do with her second life. And she's just kind of like, maybe I'll just go back to the coffee shop. And everyone's like, fuck you. (laughs) Like, you you can do anything. And she's like, like, all I've ever wanted to do is marine and like coffee shop. I don't know. So, yeah. So what's next? There's a whole chapter with another clan. It doesn't super matter. All we need to know is that human sacrifices are up and it's a problem because it seems like they're trying to raise something specific. So do you hear that, listener? There's a whole chapter that takes place in another clan. And the only yes, thing which we is need to know for book two and three, it's a lot. This is a lot of world building, Aaron. Okay, but if you read this book, say to you, you have to commit to book two and three. Like you can't just read this book because <laughs> this book leaves you very unsatisfied. Is that not the case? There's no ending. It just ends. Like it ends on a cliffhanger. No, the romance is very satisfying. Sure, sure, sure. Like Fine. the romance has a good. I'm just ending. saying this is not a standalone book. Like you cannot read this. As a standalone in the series, you've got to read the whole shebang. Sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, I would recommend it. Yes. Yes. So now, Aaron sets a trap to get Kira's wings out because she's like, <sighs> I can't handle this bitch anymore. So it's so good. She makes a call and then she goes into Kira's room and she's like, Hey, you still have your wings come out yet? And Kira's like, No. She's like, Oh, uh, okay. No, nothing to worry about. It's fine. It's fine. And Kira's like, What? What? Are, are you sure there's nothing to worry about? And she's like, well, it might get a little infected and like there might be pus and sores and grossness. And then she leaves. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Vig all of a sudden shows up because that is who the call was made to. He's like, where is she? And Aaron's like, I think she's having a panic attack or something. She's up in her room. You better go. So Vig barges into Kira's room. Kira has her top totally off because she's looking at her back in the mirror trying to see if her wings are infected. 
her wi- she gets startled and so her wings come out and she doesn't know how to use them so they pull her out of a, a closed window Vig then runs after her run 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 and catches her midair and then twists him so that he's the one who falls on the ground it's like from three stories by the way Mm-hmm. All the crows downstairs are like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they go out and Kira's like, I don't know what just happened. And Vig's like, I do. And looks straight at Aaron. We were set up. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say, like, not until like three fourths through this book did I understand the wing thing. Like, I get that they had to get wings to fight and they all yeah. have wings. But a lot of these guys are, like, famous actresses and stuff. So I'm just like, where do they go? Do they literally retract into the body? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. But she doesn't explicitly say that until, like, three-fourths into the book. Except for all the times that they say her wings retracted back into her body. They don't say back into your body. They just say retracted. So I just think they're folded up. And then I'm what? like, how are they going to live their normal lives as lawyers? That's how I felt. I'm like, what are you? What did they just seal right up in there? That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's they what happens. They suck in and then the skin just closes over them like mythically. That's Is that why, what's going on? Yes, that's why it hurts for the first like four days. So it's like it's like Wolverine thingies. Yes. See, Except I just I, I needed I needed Shelly. To, like, explicitly be like, and then the wings went back into her skin. And then her skin went, <laughs> like, that's what I needed. But she but, just kept using the word retracted. And I'm like, what does it mean? Do they have holes there? Like, what's the deal? But, Aaron, you saw all the time. You saw all the times when they just looked like normal ladies in bikinis. I know. What was confusing I, about I that? I have no less than, like, ten notes that say... How are they being just normal ladies in bikinis? They have fucking wings. <laughs> because to me, retracted is just folded up and extended is extended all the way, like flying extended, you know? Oh, I like did not birds, have that when they're just chilling out, birding around, hopping, they have retracted wings in my thought. <laughs> you know, like I was just like, what? How are they just bikiniing? Can And I thought maybe like normal people just like couldn't see them. You know, like they're invisible. I was, right. I, I'm a dummy. I, I'm an idiot, guys. That's the problem. Sure. So here's what happened. Uh, then Kira freaks out and she's like, Aaron, you're the worst. And she lets her rage take over and they fight like crazy. She it's grabs a chair. I mean, cunts are kicked. <laughs> Meanwhile, she kicks Kira her is so topless. hard in the vagina. No, she punches <laughs> her. She punches her. No, because I remember. Really? Yeah, it was a kick. She kicks her right in the vag. And um, yeah, because my oh, she I does. had a note. I had a note that said knuckles up cunt punch because that's a joke with one of my friends. That's, <laughs> I was just about to say that's a but joke with one of my friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> knuckles up. <laughs> my, okay, so my friend in high school used to go around punching people in the vagina and then yelling, no. yelling duff. Is that a thing anywhere else? Duffs? No. In my Duff? high school, that was duffing nice. somebody is punching them in the vagine. No. And it was awful. You were never safe in my group never. of friends. They were just always punching each other in the vagina, and it was terrible. Can I just say that they would not be my friends? I would be I, over it real quick. I just, it was <laughs> it was hard to be. And it, yeah. it's, it's Liz. We're going to have to give her a mythical shout-out anytime now. So if oh, you can think man. of a, a, a cunt-punchy way to... <laughs> I will. Shout her out. I will. 
<laughs> All right. So, um, then. So Kira P.S. is still, she's topless because she took her top off to look at her back. So much tits out fighting. So many tits out fighting. It's so good. So then Erin gets super angry and unleashes her special schooled talent because a lot of them get like special things. And Erin's is that she has a fire whip that comes out of her person, like out of her hand bone, a fire whip comes out. Vig grabs Kira and like shields her with his body and then Chloe comes out and she's like what the actual fuck crows do not fight crows like this like you figure your lives out so uh-huh. they go to get patched up and then that's when Aaron tells Kira that she killed her dog <laughs> I because by asking school to take the dog she effectively made school to kill the dog I don't get why Kira's so upset by this. I felt like you over yourself. Whatever. The dog clearly doesn't give a shit. Kira didn't even remember dying for a very long time. The dog does not give a shit. All the dog knows is it's got its teeth back. It's bigger. It's prettier. It's happier. Yeah, right? But she yeah. makes a whole chapter of sobbing over this. And it's um, irrational. And it made me hate this woman. The end. Well, and also, like, this is how school brings people back. They have to die. Yeah. How did you think it happened? I don't yeah, know. I, I just, just assumed that's what happened. Yeah. Anyway, so Kira recovers on Vig's couch. She meets his sister and his friends because he goes out shopping for food to cook for her. And he takes like way too long because he's overthinking everything because he wants to impress her. It's so mm-hmm. cute. Um, and then they have this big dinner. He doesn't want everybody there. But his sister's like, listen, you'll be less intense. You'll be the cool guy if you let everybody stay. So just shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after dinner... He gives her a book of like Norse mythology so that she can she can study up. Mm-hmm. And then she's about to head into bed because he's like, you take my bed. I'll take the couch. And she just leans over and plants a smooch right on him. And it's one of those like quasi Spider-Man kisses where he's looking back and she's like over his shoulder and it's real nice. Uh-huh. So. All right. So then. They introduce Betty. Betty is an old mentor and a retired crow. She's an agent for Hollywood. She's, She's the very clan mean. seer, which means mm-hmm. that she can show people things that they need to see. And Aaron's like, Betty was Aaron's mentor. And she's like, what do I do? And Betty's like, fucking apologize. That's what you do. Like, just humble yourself and apologize. Oh, have I told you? Ember absolutely refuses to say I'm sorry. He would rather... I'll be like, you did something bad. You've got to get a timeout. And so he'll sit in the timeout and he's uh-huh. really good in timeout. And then I'll be like, all right, are you ready to get down? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, what did you do in timeout? And so he'll tell me or like, what did you do to get in timeout? And he'll tell me. And then I'll be like, all right, can you say you're sorry for whatever you did? That kid would rather put himself back in timeout for like 40 minutes Maybe instead not of saying I'm sorry. I would be like, yay. Everything else. The kid's going to sit and time out for another 40 minutes. I can go live my life for another 40 minutes. That's like the best problem to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and he's so, he's so good. He just like sits there. It's, it's like he's meditating or something. I don't know. It gets me a lot of quiet time these days, so I'm not mad about it. Yeah. But it's, the weird thing for me is that it's almost like he knows it's like a humbling experience and my proud, stubborn boy just will not do it. All right. So back at the house, there's this P.I. in a tree. 
the crows, the actual bird crows that hang out around the house, attack like him. Literal he falls crows. out. He ends up in the hospital. They peck him to death. Not yeah. death. No, they they peck him and he falls they out of the tree. They peck him to wounded. They peck him to comatose. Sure. And Chloe's having trouble sleeping because of these crazy nightmares. It's a thing. Just, just know it's a thing. All right. So... Kira wakes up and she is totally healed. She's magically mm-hmm. schooled healed. She's and got the wings. She's ready to go. Here's yeah, why I have a Brody, note and it says, very confused about wings. How do they hide the wings? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I find it so cute because um, Brody is cuddling. Brody, her dog, is cuddling with Vig on the couch and I mm-hmm. loved it. She's like, get down, and Brody won't get down. She's like, Wah. yeah. And then it's just another adorable goodbye for them. She's, he's like, will I see you later? And she's like, if you want. And he's like, I want. And it's so good. Also, Cat makes a comment here about how like it's not good for crows and ravens to be in sex relationships because like it sets off the whatever, whatever. But like Chloe was married to a raven. I don't understand that whole thing. Aren't all of these ladies going to marry ravens? Isn't that the whole thing of the book series? Kind of. So here's the thing. Odin and the rest of the gods only choose a Viking descended people. And apparently this means like 100% Viking descended. I don't know how they don't have like three eyed um, hemophiliac Vikings at this point because sure. there aren't very many of them. But, but sure. crows don't have to be. No, so crows are the only clan that get chosen from anybody because they're descended from... Well, they're they're actually not. They're descended from the first slaves that school sure. chose and blah, blah, blah. So the I guess the thing is that if they have kids, those kids cannot be ravens or oh, Valkyries. Okay, that's why she said it. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, Moving on. Because they won't be 100% Viking. They will be partially Vikings. I don't really know what the fuck the problem is, but whatever. Yeah. All right. So she runs into Aaron on her walk home. Aaron's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, cool. And mm-hmm. it's great. So then it's they decide they're going to go move her out of her house. Mm-hmm. And um, the a couple of ladies run along. This is Annalisa and Lee and Jace. Jace? <laughs> Jace mm-hmm. has been hiding. So they're about to get into an SUV. Jace uh-huh. has been sitting in the SUV by herself reading. Uh-huh. And they're like, and Kira's like, are we not going to address this weird thing that's happening? And they're like, no, 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 no. You'll find her in closets. You'll find her in cupboards. You'll find her in attic spaces. That makes sense. I used she to do just... that when I was little. I was an only child, and yet I would still read in the bathtub for no reason. Or like in the car yeah. or in the camper. That makes sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. She just goes off to be by herself. Mm-hmm. And it's really adorable. So they get to the apartment. And she talks about how shitty the neighborhood was, including but not limited to the dog fighting ring that's in the neighborhood and had Brody. That's where she Mm -hmm. rescued Brody um, because she was tied up and almost dead. And Kira grabbed her and they became BFFs and they take care of each other forever. Mm -hmm. And she tells Vig that she's going to her apartment and then they start packing up and then a bunch of people attack them. The silent well, first, attack Kira sees a guy in a closet, and he's like, shush. And she's like, I'm not going to shush. I'm going to scream. Yeah. And then they get attacked by him and, like, some other lady. And they're part of, guess what, guys? Another, Another clan, clan that we've got to fucking learn about. They're called the Silent, which is why Actually, he was like, ones... shush, I guess. Yeah, well, 
so yeah, they just don't really talk to anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. and they're kind of dicks. So but there was a whole other chapter where like Vig and his friend went to like see the Protector Clan. That was a different one. Yeah, Vig and Steeg or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, oh, was that mm-hmm. the chapter that you skipped? Anyway, yeah, on. it was just like Sorry. this. <laughs> right. Okay. So the silent attack, and the seer is like, "Who are you, and what do you know?" Basically, <laughs> and she's like. I am nobody, and I don't know what you're talking about. And then we find out Jace's special talent, which is the berserker mode. Raging out. She gets crazy. She, like, attacks, and she once she locks onto a victim, she will not let them go until they are eviscerated and done. Um, But a couple of the guys grab her off of somebody, and then Vig shows up with the boys, and mm-hmm. they almost killed the silent guys. They they're like ready to basically curb stomp them to death. And uh-huh. um Kira's like, no, no, don't kill don't them. Don't kill them. And afterwards, he like reaches out to her a little bit and she pulls away. And he's very concernicus. So yeah, because I mean, that's what they do. They murdelate people. And she has a point that they're never going to know who sent the guy if they murder him. Um, yeah. But that's not the reason. That's kind of like her armchair quarterbacking why she did it. She just didn't want Vig to kill the guy. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is fine. But like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have her be, I earned my respect with two tours in Afghanistan and I'm a re- Marine and I follow orders and Marine, 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 and then be like, we can't kill anybody sorry oh yeah absolutely absolutely well and and my other thing was one of the things i didn't really understand about kira's overall psyche is just that in the marines you do what you're ordered to do oh i know right and so it seems like this would be the perfect setup for her right it's not just like a general it's a fucking god being uh-huh. like, you go here, you kill, you get this back, bye. I and Okay, there's so many things. Like, the one thing <laughs> is, she goes, during this fight where Vig has got the guy, or maybe the guy's got Vig at this point, she goes under her pillow, grabs a gun that's under her pillow from when she lived in that apartment, oh, yeah. which, bing, boom, bong, gun safety with Aaron, Right. Don't. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe definitely don't. Put a gun under your fucking pillow, quote unquote Marine, who knows about guns. All right. Then even though yeah. she's been told the gun the gods disallow this kind of thing, points the gun at the the guy and almost shoots him. So it's like, Kira, you are about to kill this guy too, just with a gun. Is that is that better? Like or right. I don't get it. And then she gets pissed that he's gonna kill this guy. You're talking about following orders, like she was cool to follow orders in the Marines. It even has a thing where she's like, in Afghanistan, I knew why we were there, and I knew what we were right. doing, and I knew why I was following orders. Here I don't. And I'm like, um, like, are, this is very uncomplicated. These guys were un- attacking you. You're attacking them back. That's very simple. Right. If I were to sit here and try to uh, explain Afghanistan and why she was there and what she was doing, it would take a really long... That's not very simple. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. She's cool to, like, follow orders from some staff sergeant or whatever in the in the Marines who's just Joe off the street, but she's not cool to follow orders from a literal god. Like, <laughs> this is a god yeah. that says, do I mean, this thing. And she's like, um, but I don't know why. 
Right. I just so can't. I don't I don't think that we're gonna get there this episode, but um I will <laughs> say that as soon as she gets all the info, she is in, she is signed on, she is done, and she commits. Oh yeah. She's ready I to go. I sort of understand because they're kind of keeping her they're keeping information from her in a lot of ways because that's what you normally do with a crow who's just woken up off the street. Like mm-hmm. if it were a regular barista or whatever, yeah, you like ease them in. This yeah. bitch can't ease her in. And they're trying to do that with her. So she's like, she's wishy-washy because they're wishy-washy too. And mm-hmm. they never sit her down and formally explain all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, And then as soon as they do, she is there. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is, there's a lot of, there's a lot of in-the-moment hypocrisy. Yeah. But whatever. Because I would understand a barista off the street having this attitude a lot more than I would understand her having yeah. this attitude. Because there's a lot of, like, there are fights to come where she's like, I can't kill them, though. And it's like, what? This is like a demon with some snarl teeth. Kill them. I mean, the first one I understood. But oh, we won't get there either this episode. So we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> so... Um, they're still <laughs> moving around. One of them slashes somebody with talons, and I was like, they have talons now? When did they get talons? When did talons happen? Like, not only do we have wings we have to hide, but also talons. I was so in the weeds. I was so lost. The talons also come out and retract, and they have regular lady hands. I don't know why this is so difficult. I, I did I not have this out. problem at all. I figured it out eventually. <laughs> One of them even says, I don't want to, I don't want to pull out my talons because I don't want to ruin my manicure. Yeah, I think that's when I put this. Oh, Jesus. Anyway. All right. So um, they're still moving her out. The ladies are worried that she doesn't have a killer instinct. And Vig is super worried because she recoiled from him a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Guess what, guys? It's totally fine. Um, he's like, do you hate me now? And she's like, no, not at all. I, I just, you know, I was having a moment and it's fine. And then mm-hmm. she kisses him goodbye. And Stig is so funny because um, when Vig walks, like, sort of saunters back to the truck, all proud of himself, Stig goes, do you need another minute to blush coquettishly and dream about your perfect white wedding? And as, Vig, <laughs> as Vig walked around the front of the, his vehicle, he grabbed Stig by the hair and slammed him face first into the hood. <laughs> and, like, that's one of the things I loved about this whole series is that it was so like quick and funny and yeah. just like the the camaraderie was really apparent it was it was really good in that respect okay so now that we've got two kisses and uh, a heap of unbridled potential i think we should stop for this week and then we're going to find out everything that happens including but not limited to a motherfucking trip to valhalla everyone (laughs) actual valhalla i was so excited are you wondering if we get to meet more unnecessary clans the answer is yes are you wondering if we get to meet about 150 more characters the answer is yes are you wondering if there's going to be the richest tapestry of flavors and world building in this book in the rest of this book the answer is yes do we get to have sex with talons and wings 
Also, yes. Yeah, we do. Do we get to have a little deal between the two of them where they're like, all right, so um, we eat and then we fuck again? Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. we do. <laughs> yeah. Next week's going to be off the chain, you guys. All right. So, Aaron, do you have a lady love this week? Kind of. I, I feel like I've never been like, yes. I've always been like, sort of. Does this count? But yeah. <laughs> so... David's out of town, and there's all these things. I think this is universal because this has always been my life, but maybe it's not, and it's just me. That I just deal with things in my house being broken or, like, inconvenient, and I just, like, my life's inconvenient, and I never get the thing to fix the thing. Does that make sense? Me too. Yeah. Michael is the opposite to me, and it drives him insane. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, like... I need to go get a tube of toothpaste, but until then, until then, I'll just like use the little toothpaste mm-hmm. that I have from like travel or like just just dumb stuff. There were many things that we needed, like a thing to put uh, pot lids in, so that every time I cook, I'm not just like crash, 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 crash. Where's the right lid for the pot? And it's like because it's all like just in this bucket, you know. It's like things like that. Yeah. And so I just went to Bed Bath and Beyond. And I was just like Lil Wayne and I was just like making it rain in there. And I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy everything that needs to be replaced in our house. And if I drop $700 here, that is what has to happen. And I understand sure. that my privilege is showing like that's not something <laughs> everybody can do. But if you can do that, if you can go to Bed Bath & Beyond and just get all the overdoor organizers you need and all that, like, I needed a new tea kettle. I needed a new, I needed a thing to organize the pot lids. I needed chip clips. We've been using binder clips to chip our, uh, to chip, to clip our coffee. Like, just dumb stuff. Oh, yeah, like, I use binder adults. clips. <laughs> In fact, I find that they're usually tighter. Sure, fine. Just, but, like, yeah. I also need the binder clips. So oh, it's, right. it's a constant <laughs> war between the office and the kitchen of like, and we also sous vide a lot of things and you got to use the clips for that. Anyway, the point is I dropped a million dollars at Bed Bath Beyond and I've never been happier in my life. I, it was, it was so perfect. It was great. Now, now That's everything nice. works in my house. Just do it. Just uh, suck it up and just go, uh, just buy the thing that you need to buy. That's, right, that's that my lady wonderful. love. Okay, I have two lady loves. Two? Yeah. One of them is I just rediscovered, and it was a really important part of my my week this week. I rediscovered workout videos on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) So did Tanya. Oh, really? Yeah, she had this whole post of like, I just realized in the year of our Lord 2018 that workout videos exist on YouTube. You don't have to go to the gym and sweat in front of other people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, I rediscovered workout videos and I am so completely into it. It was really nice because I I could just like, I didn't want to go all the way to my yoga class and I wanted a different kind of yoga experience than the one that was going to be offered to me at this particular class. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, it was really nice. So I just pulled up some shit and did the damn thing. And it was fucking awesome. Oh, my God. Can you not did the damn thing? I can't with that right now. I cannot with her. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. My apologies. No other bachelorette has had a catchphrase. Don't don't do this to us. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, completely. Stop it right now. Anyway, 
Completely. Sorry about that. Okay, so <laughs> my other lady love is um, kind of the opposite to your lady love. Um, and that is <laughs> a little thing called Wikibuy. It's a, an, like a plug-in, an add-on that you can add to your internet browser so that when you're on, I think, mostly Amazon, it'll be like, if you don't need two-day shipping, then you can get this thing for $15 cheaper on eBay or like a bunch oh. of different sites. So it will scour the internet for you to be like, if you want this thing, you can get it for cheaper in this place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Wikibuy, it's a plug-in. That's nice. For your internet browsers, and it is good shit. So check it out. And there's there's a bunch of other ones. There's like, I think it's like called Honeybee or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Wikibuy is my favorite because it does it does the most amount of sites that I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. So That's those are great. my two. Real Workout videos advice. on YouTube and plugins that will save you monies. Yes. Um. Okay. Should we, we should mention the Patreon. Yes. We've got a lot of subscribers to the Patreon. It's the best. Now we can pay for the books that we have to buy every week. It's had done been launched for now two or three weeks if you're listening to this. And we've got a bunch of subscribers. So now we can pay for the books that we've been buying and the equipment and the bandwidth. So thank you so much. And we've been recording special bonus episodes. We've recorded two so far. The first one, Melody Geeks Out about the Brother Sinister series. The second one, Melody Geeks Out about the, I don't know, Seasonal Bride series. I don't know. And Gracie. There's a bunch of shit. I mean, because in the first one, we talk about the Royal Wedding, too. and Yeah, we briefly talk about the Royal Wedding. We talk about how my parents broke my window. We talk about Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. But yeah, I talk about the, um, the rest of the Brother Sinister because I read all of them. And then I also talk about some very personal things. Oh, I do talk about some very personal things because I am uh, the, as usual, I'm just my my oversharing self. And then um, in the next one, I talked about book two of the Chance Sisters because I got to read The Winter Bride, which is all about Damaris. So Mm -hmm. good. Damaris and Freddie. Yeah. So if you are interested it's really helpful to us. It will help us get, bring you more content. It helps make it so that, you know, this isn't the most expensive hobby in the whole wide world. And hopefully if it keeps up, we'll be able to do a lot more advertising and grow the podcast more. We have yeah. We have high hopes of like going to conferences at some point. Oh my god, we, that would be so cool. It would be so cool. I could see you again. I haven't seen you in six years or something crazy like that. Except for those 10 minutes last year where we happened to be in the same city at the same time. And we were like, hi, bye. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We snuck some time between a funeral and a wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So thank you so much for your contribution. It's really awesome. And we are going to get you the bonus content that, that makes you feel great about that. And there's also some cool like one time per year rewards like novels from us or um you know gift baskets Mm -hmm. things like that so check it out oh and if you've contributed at a rate where you do get a novel or a card or a gift basket we need your address so send that to us us. in some way email direct message you know however it is you link with us on social media send it to us so that we can send those things out to you yeah 
other than that, so let's talk about social media as a cool segue. Yes. Um, okay. Instagram is at heaving bosoms. Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms. Facebook is at heaving bosoms podcast. Then we have a Facebook group, which is super, super fun. Hero heaving bosoms, geriatric friendship cult. And you can always email us at heaving bosoms podcast at gmail.com. And, and the website is heavingbosomspodcast.com. You can listen to the episodes directly on the website. You can also get to the Patreon from the website if you click on bonus content in the drop down menu. Um, but if you want to go to the Patreon directly, it's patreon.com backslash heavingbosomspodcast. Yep. All right. Yeah. So thank you so much, you guys. We love you very, very much. So keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love a knuckles up cunt pun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Love See you. you Talk to you soon. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.